that cortisol is elevated or it's not regulated like it used to be. And it's that hormone that if you see a tiger in the in the jungle and you say, oh my God, they're gonna eat me, then all of a sudden cortisol just jumps. Now we have this cortisol release when we're in a traffic jam and we're really annoyed or when our kids do something that we're not super excited about, cortisol goes up because it's a perceived stress. Our cortisol is high, like there's a tiger at us, but we don't have the estrogen and the progesterone like we used to, to normalize it. Hi everyone, and welcome to Superwoman Wellness. I'm Dr. Taz. I've made it my mission throughout my career in integrative medicine to support women in restoring their health using a blend of Eastern medical wisdom with modern science. In this show, I will guide you through different practices to find your power type and fully embody the healthiest and most passionate version of you. I'm here for you and I can't wait to get started. This is a Soul Fire production. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Superwoman Wellness, where we are determined to bring you back to your superpower self. All right, we're going to tackle something that I really think needs a rebrand. But before we get into my thoughts on that, we are talking menopause and how it affects women and women's health and even their perception of themselves. Now, this topic I am so happy to report is really getting more play. So I think that's that's movement in the right direction, but we can't stop talking about it because as women, so many of us are just getting started as our hormones are maybe going a different direction. So to help us navigate this conversation, joining me today is Dr. Nancy Belcher. She's a PhD. She's an MPA. She's CEO of Winona. And I want to tell you a little bit about her. She struggled during her own menopause journey, and she was really reluctant, like many of my patients are, to try hormone replacement therapy or HRT due to some of the science, and I can't wait to get into this, but due to some of the science from the Women's Health Initiative, and she suffered unnecessarily for far too long. Today, she is focused on reassuring women of the safety of HRT in order to help relieve menopause symptoms and prevent diseases associated with decreased levels of hormones. She is delighted to be launching Winona, which she's going to talk to us about to improve the accessibility of menopause treatments and improve the lives of so many women out there. I am so thrilled to bring you on the show. Here's a fun fact, which I know you know, but I don't know if anybody else out there is aware of this. In menopause, we know for a fact, we can see this on functional MRIs. We know that the brain volume for women shrinks sort of gradually as they continue to lose hormones. And so, you know, so many women were vibrant and thriving and running companies and meetings. And all of a sudden they get to 55 or 60 and they're losing their words and really entering into this completely altered state of being. And it is devastating. And we don't want that. Talk to us about what's happening in menopause. And more importantly, what went wrong with the Women's Health Initiative? Because I can tell you that is the number one thing women bring up to me when they are, when we're having a conversation around HRT and hormone replacement therapy. Well, thank you for that great introduction, Dr. Taz, and thank you so much for having me here today. It's really a pleasure. Uh, so the Women's Health Initiative was started in the 90s. My mom was actually one of the, uh, of the test subjects. They had 161,000 wow. women in the study. It was performed, all the data was collected at the Fred Hutchison Cancer Research Center, where I was a research scientist and would have lunch with some of those scientists. Unfortunately, the data that was released in 2002 from this huge cohort of, of women was not accurately or statistically significant. And they were very pushed and very rushed to get the data out there. The researchers then sort of 
backpedaled a bit and in 2005 came out with some new results from that same data that they crunched a little more accurately, right? So they would take the 79-year-olds out of the cohort of the 40-year-olds, right? Mm. And they had new findings, but that didn't get the media attention that it got in 2002. And so even though some of the data that got uh, pushed back People are still looking at that 2002 study, unfortunately. What we know is that the study wasn't done appropriately and that we are using new hormones today from yams that are Mm bioidentical and offered in different ways. So all of the women in the Women's Health Initiative took Premarin, which I know you're very familiar with. Yes. And the name comes from Premarin, which is pregnant mare urine. Mm -hmm. That's where the name came from. And it really was derived from pregnant horses. The the horses have 21 different estrogens that were in that concoction. Women, human women only have three different estrogens. So you're getting 18 estrogens that you wouldn't normally have. So any of the results are sort of nullified by the fact that they're using a hormone that we don't even use today. We use hormones from yams. They're bioidentical. Our body can't distinguish the difference between that estrogen and the estrogen that our ovaries would normally produce. Yeah, I think that's such a such an issue because that is the study that people point their fingers back to. So when they redid or took the 79-year-olds out of the cohorts, what did they find? What was found in the sort of the second phase of the, the WHI or the Women's Health Initiative study? They found that the reports about blood clots, breast cancer, and the risks of those were significantly decreased that that it was normalized right so there wasn't an increase there wasn't a decrease in the two cohorts whether they were on hrt or not it really didn't make an impact especially for the women that were on estrogen only Mm. um so that was a really important finding and unfortunately with search engine optimization on the internet there's a lot of companies that are still trying to push this disinformation it's not misinformation it's sort of purposefully misleading you so it's disinformation uh, because they're trying to sell products that are pretty cheap to sell and you know when you sell hrt hormone replacement therapy you have to get a doctor's prescription like you would have to prescribe your patient but if i sell you some tincture or herb or tea or something um that's pretty cheap for me to sell so it behooves them to sort of promote the women's health initiative in order to sell their things and scare women away from a product that is FDA approved, proven safe and effective. Number one, most effective way to reduce hot flashes and, and sleep disturbances. So it's, it's a very frustrating world to live in where you're constantly trying to push back that disinformation. Well, I would say too, the disinformation is not necessarily only coming from sort of the natural world. I think it's coming from the GYN office. I mean, there's so many conventionally trained MDs that tell their patients, no, you know, that no, you can't have hormone replacement therapy for whatever reasons. And so I don't think that information about the women's health initiative has even reached the conventional GYN community yet. Am I correct? Uh, I completely agree with you. From my, from my patients, for sure, you know? Yeah, we've had a number of women that have said, I've asked my doctor repeatedly for hormone replacement. I have girlfriends that have a different doctor that they've seen amazing effects and benefits. And gee, doctor that I've gone to for 20 years, won't you please help me? And the doctor, because they haven't been updated, 
right? And you remember from medical school, there isn't a class in uh, post-reproductive women, Mm -mm. right? There's all. all about fertility and birthing babies and things like that. But as soon as you hit 45, 50, it's sort of like all bets are off. Right. Um, so that whole geriatrics, and I hate that term, but that whole geriatrics realm gets really overlooked in uh, in medicine. And and I think you'll agree with this too. Medicine is really focused on the white male. It is. And so, much, yeah. <laughs> so uh, we as women are at a disadvantage, even just as far as the textbooks. Absolutely. I mean, I don't remember studying much about hormones, period, honestly, in med school beyond kind of the basic endocrinology and how you get pregnant and all that other good stuff. So it's definitely a neglected topic that translates into our exam rooms because our physicians are sort of handicapped in terms of the information that they're given and that they have access to in terms of advising patients. And I see patients all the time who ask me about hormone replacement therapy. I mean, I was on progesterone, bioidentical progesterone in my twenties. That's a part of my healing journey and what got me better in terms of what I was dealing with. And now again, fast forward, I'm significantly older than that 20 years later. And and not on hormones at the moment, but I'm completely open to them. And what I always am educating patients about is that it's not that hormones are bad. They need to be bioidentical and your body needs to use them correctly. So it does need to be monitored in terms of what is your body doing with the hormones that you're getting? And so I have a, I have a lot of issues with people who are doing mega doses of hormones or, you know, asking for these optimal levels, but meanwhile, the liver and the gut and all these other things are not really behaving. And, and so it's really putting that whole picture together is where I think the answer is for women that are starting to have symptoms but maybe you're not in menopause, what would you advise them? What would you see from sort of your vantage point as, as sort of their first steps need to be? Yeah. And so there's phases of menopause, right? And yep. so usually women will start to notice symptoms somewhere in their late thirties, early forties, we call that perimenopause. So pre-menopause before menopause, then menopause by definition is that period of time where you haven't had a period in 12 months. And so it's sort of a moment in time. So you're perimenopausal for seven to 10 years, Mm -hmm. and then you hit menopause when you've gone 12 months without a period, and then you're post-menopause. So it's not like you really linger in menopause. And when you read different articles, some people will say you're sort of sitting in menopause for years. Um, So most women aren't identifying that they're actually having perimenopause symptoms soon enough. And so some of that I think is denial because menopause means you're getting old, right? right? It means that you're not going to be able to have another baby. And I had a baby after I was 40. And so mm-hmm. when I started to notice symptoms, I got a little nervous, right? And so it has all of these connotations associated with it. And it's so unfortunate because if we start to treat those, the depletion of estrogen, progesterone, and testosterone, then we can start to see some real results. And that includes things that women would never associate with menopause, like your hair, right? Mm -hmm. And women always say to me, your hair is so long. My hair is long. And most women, as they get older, they can't grow their hair long. Look at yours. It's really long. They can't grow their hair long because it becomes really brittle because of the drop in estrogen and collagen. And so the skin starts to drop and they, my girlfriends complain a lot about all the wrinkles. What am I going to do? I'm going to get retin-A and I'm going to do all these things. But the fundamental underlying reason is the drop in those hormones. And so we talk to people about weight gain and they say, well, weight gain isn't because of menopause. Okay. I understand that you could make that argument, but menopause is due to the drop in hormones. And we start to deposit the weight 
now in our bellies. Like mm-hmm. just my Absolutely. girlfriend said to me the other day, she said, how can you help me get rid of this? And she said, tire. Mm-hmm. And I thought she said tired, like she wanted tire. to go to sleep. Yeah. Yeah. And so I said, oh, well, you know, hormones. And she says, no, I said tired, the tire that's around my waist. And that's what most women are trying to deal with, right? And it's all a basic underlying problem of you need to normalize those hormones that are dropping really drastically in perimenopause and menopause. So let's help women with that because these are the things I hear every day. I'm gaining weight, I'm exercising, starving myself, all that other stuff, my hair, my skin, my wrinkles, my mood, you know, my libido. I mean, there's a list and the list can go on. And then there's also the medical stuff, right? The under the surface stuff, like you're losing bone mass, you're you know, losing cognition and brain health and all these other things, inflammation. So where does some, where does a woman begin? Like, you know, first of all, are all hormones out there bioidentical or does it have to be the ones compounded? Secondly, when you're in perimenopause, still producing estrogen, you know, we know that we never want estrogen levels to get too high. Like should a woman in perimenopause, who's not in menopause yet go on estrogen and progesterone, or should she wait until she's a little bit further along? What does the science say? What does your work say? Give us a, give us a sense of what you're seeing. Yeah. So, um, I heard a couple questions there. And so one of the things that is great about bio bioidentical hormones is that they can be administered as a tablet, which most women just take it at night, usually with progesterone. So estrogen and progesterone, but you can also have transdermal Mm -hmm. applications. So one transdermal application is a patch and the pictures of patches always look like a big, huge bandaid and they're not at all. They're clear and about the size of your thumbnail. So it's not like you're going to be in your bathing suit and somebody will say, what the heck is, is on your, your tummy. Uh, The other option is a cream, which is a compounded cream. Those are started with FDA approved reagents or Mm -hmm. or chemicals, but because they're compounded and and stirred by somebody, the FDA does not um, approve those, but they're started with FDA approved materials. So you have three options of the way that you can take bioidentical hormones. Um, And with perimenopause, that is going to be per prescription for your doctor, right? And so your doctor will talk to you. And one thing I'm I'm going to become a little tangential here. A lot of people will try and sell you like a three, $400 kit to test Mm -hmm. your hormone levels. Mm -hmm. And as you know, hormones go up and down from day to day. We saw that every month when we had a regular period, or at least when I had a regular period. And so it's a snapshot in time that doesn't really tell you the status of your menopause, right? What tells you about your status in menopause is your symptoms. So if a woman says, I have not slept through the night in a month, then the doctor will say, oh, are you having hot flashes? They have a really good idea of where the person is in menopause and their menstrual periods. But a a mouth swab or a little blood sample, you know, the next day the estrogen could be significantly higher. And then that would be a false reading. So Mm -hmm. our doctors go based on symptoms and that we have a thorough onboarding that asks a lot of questions about symptoms. So perimenopause, they could definitely be on hormone replacement therapy. It would, it would be a a smaller dose Mm -hmm. than if you're in menopause, but I love that you pointed out all the other things, the long-term health uh, benefits that being on hormone replacement therapy can do. So the, the loss of bone mass or osteoporosis is a huge problem and it's a silent killer, right? right? So it's not obvious when you look in the mirror that, oh, my bones are becoming really uh, porous. It It's not like that drop in the jowls that so many of my girlfriends or the, the tire around the belly. 
And what happens is, is that women will break their hip and that people oftentimes will say, oh, she fell and she broke her hip, but actually she broke her hip and then she fell because mm-hmm. her bones are so porous. And so by the time they get to that, it's, it's almost too late. And the mortality rate of women after they break their hip is, is actually higher than the mortality rate of someone that's been diagnosed with breast cancer. So, um, it's a really significant problem. The other issue with not taking hormone replacement therapy is that you're not getting the benefit of the cardiovascular health. Right. And so uh, cardiovascular disease is the number one killer of women in the United States, far higher than breast cancer, any other form of cancer. And one of the questions that we get is, well, will it increase the likelihood of breast cancer because of that women's health initiative, which Mm -hmm. is the inappropriate result. And what we say is, no, it won't increase the risk of um, breast cancer as we see it. But if you don't take it, you will have an increased risk of heart attack and heart disease. Interesting. So for women, start checking these numbers by 40, start checking them as soon as you have symptoms. What would you advise women to do? Yeah, I would advise them to talk to their physician about their symptoms and be open and willing to talk about hormone replacement therapy. It might be a very low dose. We have some patients that are on our very lowest doses and they're in their early 40s. And I I wish I could share with you some of the testimonials. Maybe we can share that another time. But uh, that quote of I haven't had a good night's sleep in in over a month. Mm -hmm there was one of our patients that hadn't slept in 30 days Mm -hmm. and she started, uh, she had a lotion, she had our cream, our compounded cream. And she said, I finally am able to sleep again. So it might not be the significant, the hot flashes. Like I used to get at work where I almost had to bring a change of clothes to work, which really embarrassing. It might just be, I'm not sleeping well, or I've got a steady weight gain of almost a pound a week. Mm -hmm. You know, that's 52 pounds in a year. That that's what happened to me. I had somebody crying in my chair yesterday who gained 16 pounds in like four or five weeks that she couldn't even focus on anything else. She was beside herself. So with weight gain, let's, let's touch on that one. Cause that's a super sensitive topic for women. You know, is that the depletion of estrogen? Is that, so the science, as I understand it, is the depletion of estrogen and progesterone triggers the insulin resistance is putting estrogen and progesterone on all those women. The answer is that where they really need to start. Well, you're, you're right. You're hundred percent right. So the estrogen and the progesterone, but one thing I'd throw in there is testosterone as well. Mm-hmm. So women oftentimes if they hear testosterone, they think, oh, well, that's, that's for a man. That's, that's not for me. Women also produce testosterone and the level of testosterone that a woman has at 20 as compared to when she's say 40. And that's, that's not even when most women would consider that they were in menopause at 40, you have half of the testosterone that you had when you were 20. Mm -hmm. So significant drop in testosterone. And then you might ask, well, so what, what difference does that make? Testosterone is really important in your lean muscle mass. And as you know, your muscles are twitching all the time, whether you're in your favorite chair or whether you're sound asleep, they're twitching and that burns calories. Mm -hmm. And so the less muscle mass you have because of a decrease in testosterone, the lower your metabolic rate. And as much as most women know, I should probably eat less. I don't really. Yeah. I'll exercise a little bit more, but even the exercise that I do. So my go-to is always running, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's a couple of reasons I can't run anymore. One is because of overuse. Um, the other is I am 
more tired than I was. At least this was before I took hormone replacement. And then the other one, even if I got on the treadmill and ran the same pace and the same distance I did when I was 25, I will not burn as many calories because I don't have as much lean muscle mass. Mm -hmm. So fundamentally my metabolic rate is lower. Yeah. The other thing that happens is when you have a decrease in estrogen, progesterone, and testosterone, your cortisol, that stress hormone, right? That cortisol is elevated or it's not regulated like it used to be. And cortisol is a hormone that a lot of people are talking about now. And it's that hormone that if you see a tiger in the, in the jungle and you say, Oh my God, they're going to eat me. Then all of a sudden cortisol just jumps and you can jump higher and you can run faster than you ever did before. Right now we have this cortisol release when we're in a traffic jam and we're really annoyed or when our kids do something that we're not super excited about, cortisol goes up because it's a perceived stress, right? Just this perceived, or my, I didn't meet my deadline at work. So because we have all of these perceived threats, our cortisol is high, like there's a, a tiger at, at us, but we don't have the estrogen and the progesterone like we used to, to normalize it. Gotcha. So Interesting and so fascinating. I know so many women, you know, are just probably eating up every word of this conversation because they're like, that's me, that's me too. Now you are trying to make this more accessible for women. Now, you know, our practice focuses a lot on that. We have these conversations about hormones all the time with women. How how are you involved in making hormone replacement therapy and the conversations around that a little bit easier for women, especially if they've been maybe shut down in the doctor's office or, you know, are afraid to bring that up or, you know, kind of tell, tell us what you're doing um, yeah. in that sort of scenario. Well, so we have a telehealth company called Winona. And if you go online, it's just buy Winona, not, not purchase by, but stand by Winona. Winona meets first woman in the Lakota language. So that was why we chose that name. Mm. And what you do is you go online, you have about a four minute intake form, just like when you're sitting in the doctor's office and filling out, I don't know, the last one that I filled out on paper, I think it was five pages. Sorry, but you guys, you make us fill out a lot of paperwork. Yeah, so do. this is much faster. <laughs> yeah. This is much faster, about four minutes. We have a physician, an MD or a DO, board certified family medicine or OBGYN on the other end. And they look at your, your information that you've provided. And we have an algorithm that suggests what might be a good idea for you, but then you interact with the physician. And so even if it were to say, oh, we think a cream would be great for you. If you prefer a pill, the doctor can prescribe a pill. Mm -hmm. And then what's really great is we don't just send you a prescription and then you have to go down to the Walgreens or something. We mail it directly to you, to your home or your front door. And that all takes about three days. And for me, the last time I tried to make an OBGYN appointment, I had to wait six weeks. Mm -hmm. So not only does it expedite it, but there's a lot of women. I live in Seattle. And so yeah. we have over 12,000 doctors in and around Seattle. But for other women in Washington state, they live in more rural areas and it's really hard to get to the doctor. And yeah. so this, you it could be three at night and you just had the worst hot flash or uh, night sweat you've ever had. You've, you've had it. It. just you just get on your phone and you can order it um and it'll be there in three days that's amazing i love that the world of telemedicine and telehealth that i think the pandemic forced many of us to reckon with has really opened up avenues for making everything accessible i think that's fantastic so well thank you so much for taking time out today to join us to talk about this really important topic i said i wanted it rebranded i think we need to take the men out of menopause and figure out a different name for it somehow so i still haven't 
still haven't figured that out yet, but I'm Let's working on it. Let's talk about that. I, love <laughs> I know. That. I need to figure that out. I'm like, what can we call it instead? But until I get there, how can folks connect with you? What's the best way for them to learn more? Uh, give us uh, a little bit of your information there. Yeah. So we're at bywinona.com. So B-Y, Winona, W-I-N-O-N-A.com. And that's the best way we have a our customer care person always on there. And then they can connect whomever would like to interact with me directly to me. Um, yeah. That would Wonderful. Be great. Well, thank you for taking time out today to talk thank to us you. about this. And if you're out there and maybe you or someone you love is struggling with all the symptoms we talked about and not feeling like themselves and sort of retreating, you know, I always think it's so fortunate because I had that experience of having to retreat or feeling like I needed to retreat in my twenties. And I know how to own it now and face it head on, but you might know somebody who's just getting crushed by the lack of hormones, going through menopause, not feeling like themselves, and then really not able to step into their lives, right? Relationships get affected. So many different things get affected. If you know someone like that, make sure they listen to this episode. We're going to stay on this topic as well. This is something near and dear to my heart to really help women understand how this is impacting everything that they're doing. So thank you for watching this episode of Superwoman Wellness. Thank you, Dr. Nancy, for joining me today. And remember, you can rate and review it and share it with your friends. I will see you guys next time.